as uh, as has been said, uh, if this is your first time at Icon Church, then we do want to give you a huge welcome. So come on, church, let's welcome everyone here today. Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. He is risen. Anyone thankful for that? Anyone thankful that Jesus saves and that Jesus rose again for each and every one of us? Well, the title of my message is this, After the Battle. Uh, Last week, Gavin talked about the coming battle, but I want to talk about after the battle. And I'm just going to read a few verses uh, from the moment of realization that Jesus was risen. It's found in Matthew 28, verses 5 to 7. And uh, it says this, um, uh, says, the angel said to the woman, the woman's turned up at the tomb, do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here. He has risen. Just as he said. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and just put, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. It's like the angel has to say, now I have told you. And um, I don't know, but maybe your spouse is like that. Now I've told you. You were listening to me. You know, when Debbie is trying to tell me something, I think she has to say that at the end, like she's looking me directly in the eyes. It's a true story, Ellie. She's looking me directly in the eyes and going, now I have told you. You understood, because there are many times when she's telling me things and I am not listening. Anyone with me? Anyone with me? That's selective hearing. We've all got it. And uh, especially if something uh, like football is on the TV, but just as he said it. It's important the words you use after a battle. Just thinking about marriage, actually, and... and, uh, (laughs) Oh, hey, just thinking about marriage and the words you use after those discussions. <laughs> those interesting, they're very important words you use. Our words and our actions after the battle, after the moment, after the discussion, after certain periods of our lives are very important how we use them. You know, many people actually can frame their future with the words that you use after a battle. We can frame even our actions, we can frame our future or how we're going to look at a situation or how we're going to take a situation, uh, you know, forward. It can be framed by the words and actions we use after a battle. It's interesting uh, just thinking about some of those discussions that like have with Debbie. It's very interesting that my words and actions have changed over the years. You get more mature in marriage, Uh, you know, and some people are saying amen. And people tell you about this, but you don't realize it until you've put it into practice. Um, But there are moments even during battles or even moments during difficulties that the words are important that you use. I know, um, unfortunately, our, our two little boys are not too well at the moment. And, you know, like I'd love them to be able to communicate because I'm just wanting to ask them the question, what do you need today? What do you need in this moment? I'd love them to be able to tell me rather than just go, eh. Even I do that though when I'm sick. (laughs) Yeah. 
what do you need today? You know, one of the uh, greatest battles that took place and we have victory for that was that uh, Second World War. And Winston Churchill said this on VE Day, 8th of May, 1945. My dear friends, this is your hour. It's not a victory of a party or of any class. It's a victory of the great British nation as a whole. The words used after the battle. So what do you say after the battle? What do you say after the moment? Maybe the battle of the day, maybe the battle of the week, maybe the battle of a season, maybe the battle that you're facing. But here, after the battle of the cross... After the battle that was won and when death was defeated, we've been singing about it. The grave could not hold Jesus down. What we're remembering today, after that battle, I believe that Jesus has a message for each and every one of us today. A message that actually after the battle, we get to receive something. It begins to frame our future. It begins to frame our lives. It begins to frame everything that we can walk into as followers of Jesus today. The question is, is will you hear it? Because he said it. Just as he said, he said to the disciples, they didn't even realize, they went to the tomb and didn't even realize what had happened. And Jesus has been telling them, this is going to happen. They weren't listening. But will we hear it today? Or will we live our lives just wandering through, forgetting that Jesus has declared it over us, but more than just said it, he's done it for each and every one of us. That he's won the victory for each and every one of us. Will you hear it today? So I want to read some verses in Titus 2, verses 11 to 14, because I think this is going to frame everything that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. It says this, For the grace of God has been revealed. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. I love that. To all people. And we're instructed to turn from this godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. Totally committed to doing good deeds. You see, Jesus has a message for each and every one of us today. Whoever we are, wherever we find ourselves, however life looks in our worlds, Jesus has a message for each and every one of us, for us to walk into our future. As I said, will we hear it today? So what is it that Jesus is saying to us today after the battle was won through the cross and through the resurrection for each and every one of us? Well, the first thing is this that he's saying is that grace is for all. Grace is for all. It's not for a select few. It's not for an elect or an elite. It's not for the people who just do good in our world. It's for all people. It's for every single person. Whether you would say, I'm a good person and I do good things, or you would say, no, do you know what? There have been many mistakes in my life. Jesus, if, like, if I came into your church, this, some of my friends have said this, if I came into your church, it would set on fire. 
And I'm like, why? What are you going to do? And you go, we've already got a smoke machine. We don't need the fire. But here's the thing. Like, even if that's you, grace is for you. It's not just for a select few or an elect elite. It's for everyone. John 3.16 tells us this. For God so loved the... I know it's simple. We know this, but I want us to grab this today. Will we hear it today? It's the message that Jesus is declaring after the battle that grace is for everyone. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It's after the battle. It's the message that Jesus is communicating to me and to you today that grace is for all people. That grace is for all people. It's not just for some, it's for everyone. This message is for everyone. That Jesus has won the battle. Jesus has won the battle. Oh, we need to get a bit more excited than that. Because Jesus has won the battle for each and for our souls, for our lives, for each and every one of us today. So that we can know his grace. Grace, that word grace means unmerited favour. You know, we heard it on Friday night for those of us here on Friday night. But for some of us, we, 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 we want to try and earn it and deserve it. But actually, we could do nothing to earn it or deserve it. We got it. It's unmerited. Like we didn't do anything, but it's freely given to each and every one of us. Grace is for everyone. It's the message. Jesus has the message for us that grace is for all. He's bringing a message of hope and grace to you. I want to take a look at a, a story, actually, that exemplifies this. And as I was preparing this message and thinking about this message today, this story really stood out to me. And it stood out to me because I think it's really, it is for somebody today. Somebody today, you're going to grab a hold of this and you're going to go, so I'm saying it because I want you to listen. Because I know, like, sometimes, you, you know, oh, yeah, I've heard this. No, I want you to really listen. It's the story of a, uh, a woman in Nain. Let me read some verses. Luke 7, verse uh, 11 to 13. It says this. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, don't cry. Then he went up and touched the beer. I think that means the coffin. They were carrying him on. And the bearers stood still. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk and Jesus gave him back to his mother. I I read on a bit there. I read on a couple of more verses there. But who is this woman? We don't know. We don't know her name. We, We know she's a widow. So we know part of that story. And here's her only son and her only son has died. Like life has been devastated. But did you see? She didn't ask. She didn't even ask. She wasn't even looking for a miracle. And yet Jesus showed up. She she wasn't asking. 
She wasn't looking, but Jesus showed up. I'm thankful that in my life that Jesus came looking for me even when I wasn't looking, even when I wasn't asking, even in moments where I was like... It looked like I was walking away. I'm so thankful that Jesus came looking for me, that he had his hand upon my life, that he turned up in unexpected places. You know, it tells us, it goes on that like, you know, it tells us, I read it at the end. I went on and read it. I I jumped ahead of myself because I was excited. I jumped on, like the young man got up. The young man, there was resurrection power in that moment. He was dead, but now he was alive. I'm thankful in my life that even in moments, in moments where I least expected it, Jesus has shown up. For some of us today, we've not been expecting Jesus to show up, but he's gonna show up today. For some of us today, we're gonna go out of this place and we're not even gonna be looking for it. We may have not even been asking for it, but Jesus is gonna show up. Why? Because that's his grace. That's his grace for each and every one of us. You might even be here today and you might say, I've not been looking for this. I'm just here. But you are getting a revelation that Jesus's grace is for you. It's for all people and he will show up in your world. He has enough grace for each and every one of us. So we don't, have to, we don't have to look at somebody else and go, oh, look, look, Jesus is blessing them. No, he has enough grace for each and every one of us. And his timing's perfect in each and every one of our lives. There's another incredible story of uh, a guy called Jairus and his daughter's not very well. And so he's come to find Jesus He's come looking for Jesus and he says, will you uh, come to my house because my daughter is sick. And so Jesus is on his way. On his way, he's interrupted. He's interrupted by a woman with the issue of blood. She touches his cloak and she's instantly healed. Imagine being Jairus in that moment. Imagine being Jairus in that moment. He's been interrupted. But imagine being Jairus when the messengers come and say it's too late. It's too late. Your daughter's dead. Imagine, like how devastated you would be. How devastated. How, how, like, let's be real. How much anger you might have towards the woman with the issue of blood. You interrupted Jesus. My daughter is dead now because you interrupted Jesus. Could you imagine? But Jesus has enough grace for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. And so when the messengers come and tell Jairus, Jesus says, hey, hey, don't be afraid, just believe. Don't be afraid, just believe. He's saying to Jairus, it's not over yet. I'm still here, I'm still working. And that's the power of his resurrection that today sin held us down, but actually the resurrection today lifts us up to a new life, a new future, that I can walk in the grace of God in every single day of my life, that there'll be moments where I'm not expecting it, where I've not not thought that Jesus, I've not even been asking it, but Jesus is gonna show up in his grace and his mercy for each and every one of us it's not over some of us we're looking at other people and we're thinking well he's healed here and he's healed there and he's it looks like his grace is out there no he's got enough grace for each and every one of us and his grace is for all people it's the message to us all today that after the battle grace is for all that after the battle, grace is for all. If he showed up in Nain, he'll show up for you. 
If he showed up for Jairus' daughter, he will show up for you today. Will you listen? Will you hear it? Will you walk in it? Will you understand today that his grace is for all? It's the message that Jesus is shouting out loud that after the battle, his grace is for all. The second thing is this, after the battle, the message he's saying is there's power. His power, his resurrection power is for all people. You see, we're remembering today that our faith is built on Jesus. But we remember each and every day, we should remember each and every day that our faith is built on Jesus who died and rose again and even predicted it before it would happen. We're remembering that he is God, that he's the savior, but he didn't just save us. He didn't just save us for us to get this uh, ticket to heaven. He saved us today so that we could bring heaven to earth. So that today we could be salt and light in our worlds. So that today we could go from this place and people would say, I know a Christian. And they're, look at their good deeds. Said it in Titus will be known by our good deeds. Look at what they do. We are salt and light. But how do I do this? How do I do this? Well, he didn't just save us. He gave us his spirit. He gave us his spirit. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that I've matured in my walk and in my faith and, and being an example, not always got this right, but I am uh, the same person in church as out of church. It's not always been the case, but I'm the same person in church as out of church because, you know, when someone says, uh, oh, I met someone you know, and they say, oh, you used to play, like for me, you used to play football with them. Now, if I wasn't the same person in church as I was out of church, I'd be worried, especially when the person who they met is in church. I met someone you used to play football with, and they're in ch- and it's like, am I the same person? I'm so thankful for that. But I'm able to do that through his spirit. See, this happened even just in the last week or so. Uh, someone in our church works with someone I used to play football with. And they were saying, talking about church. And he, he said, oh, I know a guy who goes to church, Nathan Benjamin. Like they're going, yeah, he's like campus pastor of my church and they're having a conversation now that could be scary if I wasn't the same person in church as out of church but I'm so thankful that I've matured and grown and able to rely on his spirit doesn't mean I get everything right doesn't mean I walk on cloud out there with the halo around my head look at me good Christian no 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 but I'm able to be salt and light I'm able to be that And I think that's the calling for each and every one of us. And sometimes that's difficult to live out that calling. That's why I have to rely on his spirit. That's why his spirit is within us. I I love it because Jesus says to his disciples, hey, greater works you'll do than me. Like that sounds wrong. This is Jesus. He's God. He's the savior. We read all the stories about him. We see everything that he's done 
And yet he says to the disciples, greater work shall do. Why? Because we have his spirit. That spirit, it's flowing through our lives. It's flowing through each and every one of our lives. Let me put it like this. It's in our veins today that we have his spirit. Romans 8 and verse 11 tells us, and if the same spirit, And if the same spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. He rose so today we can walk with his spirit. He rose today because we can know that power is for all people. It's for all of us who will follow Jesus. It's flowing in our lives. It flows out of our lives. We have the power. We have the power to forgive. I know it went quiet. We have the power to forgive because I need his spirit at times to help me to forgive. We have the power to overcome. We like that one a little bit better. We have the power to overcome, overcome any obstacle we're facing. But if I try and rely on my own strength to overcome it, lots of times I'm going to fail, but I'm going to actually rely on his spirit. We have the power to endure whatever may be thrown against us. We have the power to endure whatever we may be facing, the battles of the future. We have the power to endure them. Why? Because I'm relying on his spirit. Because if it's his spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to me. He will help me to overcome. We have the power to create. We have the power to create. Like your future, you have the power to create it. It's not all dependent on your circumstance or where you may be facing. No, you have the power to create through his spirit. See, I've come to realize in my life, my biggest fear is not my weakness. My biggest fear is not my sin and my wrongdoing or my failure. My biggest fear is how powerful I can be with his spirit. How much actually God can work in my life. I didn't just get fire insurance. I didn't just get my ticket to heaven on this Easter Sunday. No, I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit. I got the Holy Spirit. I got his power, not an inferior spirit. And we didn't have to qualify to be in the spirit club. Like for my many sins, I'm a member of Arsenal Football Club. I know many sins. Red member. The lowest of the low, red member, lowest of the low. How do you become a silver member? Don't know. Can't buy you in. Just don't know. I've tried to search. How do I become a silver member? No, doesn't tell me anywhere. How do I become a gold member? There's nothing out there. I don't know. It's for the elite, obviously. For those who spend a lot of money on tickets, because I want to get tickets earlier, but I'm a red member, so guess what? Tickets get released last to me. And then if they've not sold enough tickets, then they might go on public sale. Luckily, I've got a son who's a junior gunner now, and we get tickets a little bit earlier because he's a kid and they accept them in a bit earlier. But it's not the same with the spirit. 
It's not that there's a qualifying status. No, I just got to accept him and receive his spirit today. Whoever we are, I just have to accept him and receive his spirit today. That his power is for all that today I can walk out of this place and you know what you know what Nathan said I have the power to forgive but I'm struggling well I need to receive his spirit today to help me to forgive hey I'm going through a situation I need to endure I want to walk through this I want to overcome this obstacle well I I need to receive his spirit again and walk through it and rely on his spirit I think this is why the Bible tells us uh, be filled with the spirit and keep being filled with the spirit because it's not just a one-time thing and that's it no there's going to be more situations there's going to be more moments where I need to rely on his power that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead it lives in each and every one of us today would we understand and would we hear the message that Jesus is communicating today that actually I had to go he said to his disciples I've got to go because I've got to like the advocates coming if I stay you don't get my spirit And actually, it's the spirit that's going to enable you to do everything that you are called to do. It's the message that Jesus is communicating to us today, that you have power. And this power is for all. Like recently, uh, lots of you know our story, but uh, recently, uh, we got two younger boys in our house now. And Zion's eight years old. And I have to convince him of his power against those two younger boys. I have to convince him. When he is, I mean, they're big lads for their age. I mean, when Zion picks up uh, Jude, he's a big lad and he's walking around. But like when he's wrestling with him on the sofa, I have to convince Zion, Zion, Jude is one. Silas is two. You are eight. You have more power than them. You know, when he's, I have to convince him of his power. Maybe Jesus wants to convince you of the power that lives in you today. Maybe today you've been suppressing the power that lives in you because you've been neglecting that how powerful that spirit is. I'm going to say them verses again, Romans 8, 11. If the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. And if the spirit of who raised Jesus from the dead, we are remembering that Jesus is risen. He is risen from the dead through the spirit. That same spirit lives in each and every one of us today. It's the message for all of us today. Maybe today Jesus is saying to us, convincing us that same power, that same spirit lives in each and every one of us. And if that can lift Jesus out of the grave, it can lift you up today. Jeannie said it earlier, I hope you walk out of this place with your head held high. I don't know what words she used exactly, but I'm saying that spirit, that same spirit that lifted Jesus out of the grave can lift you out today. That you can walk back with good posture, shoulders back, head back, chin in. <laughs> Thought that'd make you laugh. But you can walk out of this place with your head held high going, no, you know what? I'm powerful. Not because of anything I've done, but because of what Jesus has done. Because his power is for all people. The final thing, I mean, there's loads more that Jesus was communicating. But the final thing that I want to speak to us today is this, that freedom is for all. Freedom is for all. Freedom 
is for all. Jesus doesn't just want us to get saved and have that ticket to heaven and then live in bondage, live bound up, live in that moment where it's like, you know, I'm not really, no, he wants us to live as an overcomer, to live in freedom. Titus 2 and verse 14, it says this, he gave his life to free us. He gave his life to free us, to free each and every one of us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. He gave his life to free us. You see, when Jesus came and he's in the temple, he grabs a scroll and he reads from Isaiah and I'm gonna read it from Luke, Luke 4 verses 18 to 19 and he says this the spirit of the Lord is on me he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour you see right there and then as Jesus opens that scroll in the temple, he's saying, are you listening? Because there's a battle coming. There's a battle coming and I'm going to face this battle. I'm going to defeat the enemy. I'm going to defeat the grave. I'm going to defeat it. Why? So that you don't have to be prisoned by anything anymore, but that you can walk in freedom. And I'm even declaring it now as I start my ministry, Jesus saying, I've come to bring a message to you and it's for everyone and anyone that I have come to set you free. Bible tells us that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. There's your Bible readers there. There's no striving, no envy, no idolatry, no jealousy, no wickedness. There's freedom in His Spirit. There's freedom for each and every one of us. That's the message to us today. That after the battle, that there is freedom for all of us. And the angel says, just as he said he would, go tell them. Go tell the disciples. And then when Jesus comes, he says, go tell the world. I came to set you free. Take the message take the message of freedom that after the battle is the message that his grace is for all people that his power is for all that his freedom is for all I love our vision of human flourishing people living their best life and we know that people live their best life in relationship with Jesus why do we know that? because freedom is for all people that we don't have to live bound by circumstances. We don't have to live bound by whatever's happening. No, I can walk in freedom because Jesus came to bring freedom for all people, for each and every one of us. It's the message that Jesus is communicating to all of us today, that freedom is for all. Maybe today, it's that moment where you're resonating with the lady from Nain. I wasn't even asking, I wasn't even looking, but I realize his grace for my life. I realize his grace is for all people. Maybe, maybe today you're resonating with power. I don't know about you, but as I was preparing this message, I wrote these words, it blows my mind. 
It blows my mind that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave lives in me. It blows my mind. I want to realize that more in my life every single day, that that same spirit lives in me. Or maybe today it's that freedom. I don't have to walk bound and broken, but I can walk free, free in Jesus. See, what would it look like? What would our world look like? What would we look like if we just received that free ticket to heaven and didn't receive his spirit? What would it look like? I think there'd be a lot of Christians who were just waiting for a moment. I think there'd be a lot of jealousy and envy and whatever else. What kind of message would we be bringing to the world? But the message today is the message that we're called to take to the world, that the grace of God is for every single person, that his power, that same power can live in each and every one of us. And today, that if you feel bound or broken, that you can live free today. And just like, like my boys are ill today, just like that. See, we had a battle on um, Monday this week. Debbie went for an interview and left me with three boys. Let's just say a battle ensued. People are laughing because they know the story. Um, two youngest, Silas and Jude, are playing in the hallway and the next thing we hear this. Silas is tripped up. He's got a million and one toys in his hands and he's face planted into the door. He's cut his lip and all of this anyway. So, you know, lips, lots of blood about all over the floor. And uh, so I shout, Zion, Zion, quick. I need you to just watch Jude. Zion looks at the blood and goes like this and then turns away. I'm checking out Silas. He's got a massive cut in his lip and he's got a little cut here. And I'm just worried that it's gone through. He's gone through either with his teeth or a toy or something. He's got a few marks. And so I'm, I'm contemplating my head. Are we going to the hospital? Debbie's at an interview at the hospital in Chesterfield. So she was prepared. And uh, so I make the decision. I'm sat with, we sit on the sofa. I make the decision. We sit on the sofa. Zion sat next to me. I said, Zion, we're going to have to go to the hostel. Zion, being brilliant, says, I'll sit in the back with the boys. Brilliant. Good lad. Okay, so we get, I get them all in the car. They're all strapped in. And I, I just go and fetch something quickly from the house. I come back to the car. And the next thing, Zion's like this. I say, Zion, are you all right? You all right? Next thing, he's gone. I'm scared. I don't know what's happening. Feels like a battle. Anyway, so we're on his way to hospital anyway. He obviously came back round pretty quickly. We went to the hospital, get to the hospital. Zion is gray as anything. And uh, they see Zion and they kind of like rush him through because he's gray as anything. And so I'm with Zion. Luckily, Zion had just passed out. He doesn't like blood, obviously. But it was a battle. And there were moments where I, I'd love to just say, I mean, Silas was brilliant. He's got this massive cut on his lip. You're right, Silas. Yeah, I'm fine. Blood pouring. Yeah, I'm fine. What a lad. Um, but I love that there are moments where people aren't able to communicate things 
and just want to say, what do you need today? See, I think maybe today Jesus is asking us the question, what do you need today? Maybe it's freedom. Maybe it's grace. Maybe it's his power. Maybe today healing is what you need. He is the healer. Maybe it's compassion today. He is compassionate. Maybe it's provision today. He is your provider. Maybe it's peace today. He is the Prince of Peace. I want to say today that Jesus is everything that you need today. He has shown up in your life with an announcement, I am risen from the grave. I shown up with the announcement that death could not defeat him. The grave could not hold him down. Nothing could stop my love today, neither height nor depth, nor anything in this world, nor any powers or principalities, neither angel nor demon could stop the love of Christ. It's the message that he's declaring after the battle that Jesus is alive, that his grace is for all people, that his power is for all, and that freedom is for all. Come on, let's stand. Let me pray for you today. What are you what do you need today? What do you need today? Why don't you begin to ask Jesus what it is? What it is? Maybe it's healing. Maybe it is compassion. Maybe it is peace. Maybe it is provision. What it is? What is it you need today? Maybe it's his grace today. Freedom today. Maybe it's his power to be filled with his power. Lord, I pray over every single person in this place, God. Lord, we give you praise. And we lift your name high. And I declare, God, that your grace is for all people. I pray that people who need your grace would know and sense your grace in their life. Lord, I pray that there would be freedom right now in this place. That no one would be bound today or broken, but there would be freedom in the name of Jesus. And we ask you to fill us with your Holy Spirit. That same Spirit that raised you from the grave, I pray that you would fill us with it and that you would give life into each and every soul in this place. Jesus, we thank you that today we are remembering that you are risen, that we can walk into our future knowing that you are for us and knowing that if you are for us, nothing can stand against us. And so today, Jesus, we come to you.